Welcome to the Wild Grand Rapids message of the week. We hope you're encouraged, strengthened, and experience the presence of God through this message by Apostle Kathy L. Ali. What was that phrase you just said to call out who they are? Instead of who they're not. <laughs> that is so good. Whew. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Is there a song in your heart and praise on your lips Monday morning? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I don't need any help. <clears throat> Thank you, Father. You know, it is a blessing to come together as a corporate body of believers, as a family of God, and experience this kind of a corporate anointing and presence. I'm reminded though of what Jesus said. Blessed are those who have not seen me and yet believe that we would wake up Monday morning with a song in our heart and praise on our lips. When things are crashing down around us, we rise up with a song in our heart and praise on our lips. Paul and Silas, they're in the dungeon, the darkest of darkest places. having been whipped, beaten, but they knew Jesus. And as a result of that, they had a song in their heart and praise on their lips. God, let us be those people. <clears throat> Pat Robertson went home to be with the Lord. And I know the first thing he heard was, well done. I want to be, I want to hear, well done. Not, wow, you did a really good job establishing a kingdom for yourself upon the earth. A lot of people liked you. Nope. I want to hear, Kathy, in the midst of some of the hardest times of your life, 
you got on your knees and you worshiped me. When others wanted to give up and quit, you kept going. Let it be your testimony that you stop for the one. We're talking about the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God is built on love. God is love. So everything we do should come from the standpoint of love. Our homes, if we operate out of the foundation of love, we're operating out of the foundation of the kingdom of God, which it was built on. It says that he, for he so loved the world, the world. He didn't so love the saint. He didn't so love the one that was walking right. He loved the world. Those who were in depravity and in sin, those who were fulfilling the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. Galatians 5 says, so I say walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the flesh craves what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They're opposed to each other so that you do not do what you want. But if you're led by the spirit, you are not under the law. This is the acts of the flesh, they're obvious. They're sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, discord, jealousy, and rage, rivalries, divisions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, <clears throat> orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's who he came back for. God so loved the world who were doing all of these things because he was moved with compassion because God is love. So what he do, he gave. When you get moved with the compassion of God and the love of the kingdom of God is in you and it is you get the revelation of it because the love of God is in you. You get the revelation of the fact that your body is the temple of the living God. What happens then is the very thing that he did, he gave his best. We will do the same thing. We will give our best. We're not gonna give like our leftovers because we're gonna give our best. We'll, we'll desire because we're moved with compassion because of the love of God. I was praying this morning on my way here. Um, John and I pray every morning and every night together. If, you, if, you're, if you're married and you're not praying with your spouse on a daily basis, probably why you have some problems in your marriage, just to be honest, you have to pray together. I really believe you pray together, you stay together. And one of the revelations I was getting was the fact that like our body, we, we, we just, we don't, listen to what I'm saying. Mary Kate, you get this. Our body is the temple of God. How well are we taking care of the temple of God? 
Because it's not just, it's not just knowing the word, it's not just speaking the word, it's doing the word and knowing that our body is the temple of God. I said, God, help me to steward my body, my body, my physical being, what I put into it, how I take care of it, because it's his body. He lives in me, he lives in you. Everywhere I go, I'm carrying around. This is crazy. Think about it. You're carrying around God. So what you see, he sees. When I was a little girl, I used to think that God, if I hid under the covers, that he wouldn't see me. So I would get in the middle of my bed and I'd put all my blankets over me because I thought, now he can't see me. Little do I know, he can see everything. Where's Jaden? Oh, he's out there. Jaden, I need my props. Jaden. All right. First John 4, 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God. Doesn't that sound hard? How many of you have not loved? The rest of you are lying. We've all been there where we haven't loved. What does that mean? I don't know God. I believe what it means is that we don't understand and have the revelation of God's love. Because when we live in the overflow of his presence, his compassion, his love, which is the foundation of the kingdom of God. We say that faith is the currency of heaven, but I'm here to tell you that faith, hope, and love are the foundation, but the greatest of these is love. Without love being in the center, your faith and your hope don't have anything to hold on to because God is love. And we don't love when everything's going our way because that's conditional. What if things aren't going our way? What if it seems like everything's turning upside down? This is how the world will know that we are his disciples, by the way that we love one another. Anyone who does not know who does not love, does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In him we move, we live, and we have our being. In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he has loved us. You see, We didn't love him first, he loved us first. Freely you have received, so we freely give. He said, God so loved the world that he what? Gave, he gave his son. We will give to the world when we have the revelation and the understanding of the foundation of the kingdom of God. Ay, ay, ay. 
Verse 11, beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. Nobody has ever seen God. What are they saying? He's saying that if you love, they will see me. It's how they see God. It's how we get to be used of God. It's by the way that we love Look, our country is having an identity crisis. Did you not see that? Boys want to become girls. Girls want to become boys. There's, there's, like, there's a guy that's dressed up like a girl going into the woman's bathroom. I mean, it's craziness. All this stuff is happening. And what we have to do is not judge that, not judge them, judge the sin, but love them right into the midst of the kingdom of God. Instead, what we do is we mock, we point, we say things, we do everything, but do what Jesus would do, and Jesus would say, love. What do you do if you find that one of your children says, you know what, I'm gay? You're going to tie them up in the basement and do whatever you can to make sure that they change their ways? No, you're going to love them right into freedom. Come on. I want the well church as a part of our little part of the body of Christ to be known that everywhere we go, we have shown and displayed the love of God. You don't have to be fearful. You don't have to be afraid. Train up your children. Train them up. Tell them. This is what we believe, but we're love. We don't judge them. And a Christian say to me, he wanted to go to a church that had the pride flag that was hanging outside. She said, I like the fact that everybody is welcome. And I started thinking about that. No, I'm not going to hang the pride flag up at, at the church. I started thinking about the fact that people think that not everybody is welcome at the church. Everybody is welcome in this church. Now, I'm not going to marry a gay couple. But I'm going to love them into freedom. Do you understand? By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because we have, he has given us his spirit and we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. For God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. By this is love is perfected with us so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment because as he so, so as he is, so also are we in this world. Listen, because as he is, so also are we in this world. It's so much more 
I love the fact that, you know, we're a charismatic church. We believe in the gifts of the Spirit. I love seeing manifestations of the Spirit of God. I love seeing people get healed and set free, deliver all of that. But if it doesn't come from a foundation of love, it's this. So I can just do this. That's what it sounds like in heaven. First Corinthians 13, if you have your Bible, turn there. If I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a ringing gong or a clanging cymbal. So I'm doing all these amazing things and all you can hear is this. How obnoxious is that? I mean, it's hurting my ears, it's gotta be hurting yours. That's how you sound if we don't have love. And that's also in your home. I know some people are really good at loving everybody but their spouse. I've been really feisty for about two months. But it's truth. I don't want to sound like this. Hey, I could probably be one of these. Anyway. So if I speak the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm only a ringing gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and knowledge, and I have absolute faith, so as I can move mountains, but have not love, I'm nothing. I've been around some people who we, in the Christian world, would say are famous. I met some wonderful people, like Bill Johnson. I mean, he'll act like just ordinary, loves you, thanks you for coming. I introduced myself to him, and he said, I'm Bill Johnson. Like, I didn't know who he was. I was like, okay. That's because he's so humble. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I know you. But I've also met those who I've seen God use in mighty ways that were absolutely rude and full of themselves. And had I not been established in my faith, I'm not sure what that would have done to me. So imagine the people that you encounter, if they're not established in the faith and you're rude because you didn't get your way or your service wasn't the way you wanted it at a restaurant or your food was cold, you're displaying the wrong kingdom. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, my food's cold or, you know, just be careful of your tone. Always be love. If I give all that I possess to the poor and exalt in surrender of my body, but have not love, I gain nothing. 
So the law of reciprocity is that which you sow, you will also reap. It says, look, I'm sowing, I'm doing good. See, good deeds alone doesn't do anything. You can write the biggest, fattest check out to somebody and help them out of trouble. But if your life is not in love, guess what? That is gonna profit you nothing. You're like, I just don't understand this. I keep sowing and sowing and sowing and I do not seem to be reaping a harvest. Why is this? Do a checkup from the neck up. How are, how's your walk with God? How's your walk with people? Oh, so my walk with God's great. I have my quiet time every day. I pray. I've even fasted. I know the word inside and out. But how are you to people? Many of you have probably done this. I used to do this when I first got saved, especially. I was taught, I was discipled. Verse four, that wherever it says love, I would put my name. Kathy is patient. Kathy is kind. Kathy does not envy. She does not boast. She's not proud. She's not rude. She's not self-seeking. She's not easily angered. She keeps no account of wrongs. How many times do we keep account of wrongs? When someone hurts us, offends us, does something wrong, what do we do? We stew on it. We can ruminate, 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 ruminate. But then again, we have to go back to the fact that God is love and we don't have the real revelation yet of what that means. Because when we do, we can forgive people that we, sh in like, as far as the world would say, we don't even need to forgive them. I was violently raped. Why would I forgive them? Because God is love. It doesn't make any sense. It's so frustrating, isn't it? Somebody does something evil to you or to your children and you get the opportunity to forgive them and release them into the hand of God. Can you imagine that happens to one of your children and one of your children get violently raped and you can walk up to that person, give yourself some time, but you can walk up to that person, give them a hug and say, I forgive you and you pray for them and you really hope that they come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior because we don't just live for this life. We live for eternity. We're sowing seeds for eternity. When they go to jail and they're ministering in jail, those people are in jail for a reason. But they're going to give them hope to say that God is love. I'm reading this book on um, 
healthy like relationship, Christian relationships, um, marriages in particular, and how there's all when a couple gets in an argument, there has to be a bad guy. Someone has to be wrong. Why? And what you do is you go around in this circle over and over and over, and you don't accomplish anything. All you're doing is voicing what you want to be heard, and they're voicing what they want to be heard, and you're listening. Not really. You're just waiting to voice what you want to be heard, and then they're doing the same thing until finally someone just gives up. That's not unity. That's artificial harmony. Humility looks like just surrendering and recognizing, putting that person in God's hands. And don't pray those soulish prayers, they're witchcraft. Oh God, change him. Oh God, change her. Show them this and this and this. You know what happens? God does that for you. He's like, actually, let me shine my light. You're over there like, let me get that little speck and he's got this tree hanging out of your eyeball. I hope none of you got in an argument this morning on the way to church. <laughs> Ooh, not going to feel good. And as you're sitting here, don't be thinking, I hope my spouse is getting this. They better watch this. It's totally for them. <laughs> Love takes no pleasure in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. It endures all things. Put your name in there. Kathy takes no pleasure in evil, but rejoices in the truth. She bears all things. She believes all things. She hopes all things, and she endures all things. It sounds like suffering. Some of the greatest things and the greatest lessons that we will learn in this life is through the things that we suffer. But Jesus did. He learned through the things that he suffered. So when we're in relationship with one another or we're establishing relationships, which God help us if we're not with people in the world, believe the best. Endure and hope. If, you, if we operate and lived our life like this, this church would be full. This community would be transformed. Marriages would be saved and restored. We would wake up Monday morning with a song in our heart and praise on our lips. I'm putting that on my mirror. Verse 8 says, love fails. It never fails. But where there's prophecies, they'll cease. Shoot. All those great prophetic words that we have. 
Where there's tongues, they will be restrained. Where there is knowledge, it will be dismissed. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial passes away. And when I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I set aside childish ways. You can't just read that verse and kind of pull it out. If we read that in context to everything else that was spoken, anything up there that we're not doing is really what he's saying is you're living in childish ways. If you're not being kind, and if you're envying, if you're boasting, and if you're proud, if you're rude, if you're self-seeking, if you're easily angered, you're keeping account of wrongs, you're taking pleasure in evil, you're, you're not rejoicing in truth, you're not bearing all things, you're not believing all things, you're not hoping in all things, and you're not enduring all things, then you have childish ways. And we're just like this. I don't, we don't want the world to hear this. We want the world to know that we are his disciples by the way that we love one another, but also by the way that we love them. You can turn on the news and you can hear a barrage of evil that is happening in this world. I've got a news flash for you. It's not gonna get that much brighter until we get brighter. That's gonna continue to happen. And it's not new, Sodom and Gomorrah, we act like this is all new, like this has never happened before. This is not new. Now we see but a dim reflection as in a mirror, then we shall see face to face, for I know in part, and then I shall be fully, I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these things, these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. I'll close with this, Luke 10, 27 says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and, with your, and your neighbor as yourself. God, give us the revelation of your love. We say it, but let it be really rooted in our heart. That there, your love would so boil up within us that even the shame that we have in our life would have no place 
because your love covers a multitude of sin. That we would have total revelation of what it means to be in Christ. Total revelation of what it means that our life is not our own, but it's hidden in him. These very simple foundational truths of your kingdom would be so established in us that we would be reproducers, that we would become disciples of disciples, that we would do what you did, Father, that you so loved the world in all of its darkness and sin that you gave the best you had. Lord, help us to give the best that we have every day of every week. That we don't come here on Sunday mornings, worship your name and glorify you. And then forget who we are Monday through Saturday. We sing a song that says, you are worthy for me to go and bring in the harvest and do my part. You guys are powerful. You have so much that God has given you. God's just waiting on us. God's love is so in your life. He's been good to us. He's so good. He's been faithful. Let's help others who don't understand that love. Let us display the love. Some people say, I don't know how to witness, just love. People need love. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope you were impacted by this message. For more information about the Well Grand Rapids, please visit our website at www.thewellgr.com.